Hello, this is Anna from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 25th of November. India recorded 9,119 COVID-19 cases and 396 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stands at over 3 crore 45 lakh, while the death toll crossed 4 lakh 66 thousand. Remember that these figures are widely believed to be undercounts. So far, India has administered over 119 crore COVID-19 vaccinations, of which over 90 lakh doses were given yesterday. The Kerala government yesterday told the High Court that it cannot provide free treatment for post-COVID complications on account of a financial crisis. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 250 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.1 million. Europe is currently the epicentre of the COVID-19 pandemic. Tedros Adhanom, the Director-General of the World Health Organization, stated yesterday the importance of taking the right measures for all the countries in order to avoid another surge in cases. He said, and I quote, It is important for all countries to surge their capacities now to ensure the right measures are in place to avert the worst consequences of any future waves." Parambir Singh, the former Mumbai Police Commissioner, today joined the investigation into the extortion cases that have been filed against him. He had been allegedly missing since October, leading to rumours he had fled the country. Expressing his faith in the Indian judiciary, Singh told India Today, and I quote, Yes, I am here to join the investigation as per the directions by the Supreme Court. I don't want to speak about anything right now. I'll speak in court now." Singh is currently facing several extortion cases in Maharashtra and has been absconding for a while now. On 17th of November, a magistrate's court in Mumbai had declared him a proclaimed offender. As per Section 82 of the CRPC, Proclaimed offenders include accused people who are absconding despite a warrant against them. The court can also issue a notice for them to appear before the court within 30 days. Singh arrived in Mumbai to join the investigation only after the Supreme Court had on Monday granted him interim protection from arrest. During Monday's proceedings in the Apex Court, Singh's counsel Puneet Bali stated that the former police chief was in the country but was facing a threat to his life from the Mumbai police on arriving in Maharashtra. In October, the Thane police had registered five FIRs under the Scheduled Caste and Scheduled Tribe Atrocities Prevention Act, the Civil Rights Protection Act and the Maharashtra Police Act against Singh and 32 others based on a complaint from Police Inspector Bhimrao Ghadge. Ghadge had alleged that Singh, while being posted in Thane in 2015, had asked him not to file charge sheet against certain persons against whom FIRs had been registered. He also alleged being suspended by Singh for refusing to follow his orders. As per a report in PTI today, street food vendors in Ahmedabad, Gujarat, filed a petition in Gujarat High Court after their hand cars were seized by the municipal corporation. The petition, while pointing to the lack of implementation of the street vendors, Protection of Livelihood and Regulation of Street Vending Act 2014, mentioned that no due process was followed during the action by the municipality. On 9th of November, Rajkot Mayor Pradeep Dao had ordered the eviction of street vendors selling non-vegetarian food, claiming that such dishes hurt religious sentiments. Vadodara and Ahmedabad Municipal Corporations 
had also removed the stalls selling meat and egg dishes by the roads after the nearby residents complained about foul odor. As per the municipal corporation's orders, the petition states that thousands of handcarts were impounded without any rhyme or reason throughout the state. The petition added, and I quote, A vegetarian might find the consumption of non-vegetarian food offensive, whereas a vegan might find the consumption of milk, cheese and honey as offensive. As long as a person doesn't violate any law, he or she must be free to sell anything under the right to livelihood guaranteed by Article 21 of the Constitution, unquote. Further, the vendor's petition requested the Gujarat High Court to direct the Ahmedabad Municipal Corporation as well as the Gujarat government to permit the sale of non-vegetarian dishes. However, on 15th of November, Bhupendra Patel, the Chief Minister of Gujarat, had said that the state government was concerned about the road encroachments and that this eviction drive by the municipality was not about what people ate. The Bombay High Court today commuted the death penalty against the three men convicted of gang rape in Shakti Mill, Central Mumbai, to a life imprisonment. According to the Indian Express, the three convicts are 18-year-old Vijay Mohan Jadav, Mohammad Qasim Sheikh Bengali, aged 20, and Mohammad Salim Ansari, who is aged 27. The three were also sentenced to life by the same court in another gang rape case that pertained to a 19-year-old telephone operator inside the same compound of Shakti Mills in July 2013. The High Court had taken strong exception to the two-finger test performed on the telephone operator. The trials in both the cases were held simultaneously and the accused were convicted on the same day. A Sessions Court in March 2014 had awarded the death sentence to the accused and for the first time repeat rape convicts were given capital punishment under new laws enacted in 2013 as per Section 376E of the IPC. Today, while setting aside the death sentence, the Bombay Bench stated that they were following the procedures of the constitutional courts in the case. The court added, and I quote, We would not take a pedantic approach. The statute does not prescribe mandatory death penalty or that the accused deserved only death penalty and nothing less than that. Their confession and their comment in it that the accused was subject of lust shows the accused have no scope of reformation. The accused cannot approach the court without parole or furlough, considering their inability to assimilate in society." Unquote. The court further stated that it cannot ignore the fact that this offence against a photojournalist in Mumbai has shocked the conscience of the society. It said that every case of rape is a heinous offence and it not only affects physically but also affects the mental health. However, the court noted that it cannot award punishment based on public opinion and since the death sentence is irrevocable, the court has to decide dispassionately. The Supreme Court today stated that two additional companies of Central Armed Police Forces should be deployed in Tripura as expeditiously as possible, NDTV reported. The direction was given amid claims by the opposition that workers of BJP were harassing and intimidating voters in the state. Tripura is holding the civic body polls today, voting for which began at 7 in the morning. As per the court's orders, the CAPF personnel will remain deployed till the counting of votes on 28th of November. The civic polls are being held virtually under the Supreme Court's watch. Elections are scheduled for 20 civic bodies in the state, 
seven of which have been won by the BJP unopposed. Commenting on the situation, the court said that having due regard to the fact that the polling has commenced, so polling can take place without disruption. SEC shall ensure every polling booth is manned by sufficient members of CAPF armed personnel to ensure free and fair elections. A video tweeted by the Trinamool Congress displayed a man in black shirt brazenly walking up to a woman over the cardboard screen that is supposed to ensure voter privacy. He also seemed to be pressing a button on the EVM, after which the woman just walked away. Senior advocate Gopal Shankar Narayana mentioned that since the commencement of voting, several videos have emerged that show outsiders barging inside the voting booths. He noted, and I quote, What is going on is absolute terrorism. I have videos to prove what I am saying, but I am not in a position to show the videos to the bench, unquote. Listeners, while the state of Tripura is paving its way for the polls, lest we forget the recent violence that swept over the state. Recently, my colleague Ayush Tiwari visited the state to report on the aftermath of the violence. The Tripura police and the Home Ministry claimed no mosque had been damaged during the violence, but Ayush visited two mosques that had been burnt and one that had been vandalized. To know more, read his report on our website. It is titled, A Mosque Was Torched in Tripura but cops say it is just a prayer hall. And while you are there, you can check out our next edition of NL Recess, where we'll be hosting writer, journalist and podcaster Amit Verma. The event is scheduled for tomorrow at 7pm IST. And because it's recess, you will have exclusive access to watch the event live. And if you so wish, ask questions. If you haven't booked a spot for yourself already, do so by registering yourselves. But the event is only limited to our subscribers. So if you want to avail many such opportunities that an NL subscriber does, head on to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right hand corner on the screen. Our lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 a month only. The jurors at the Ahmed Arbery death case trial in Georgia on Wednesday convicted the three white male suspects to be guilty of murder. Arbery, a black man, was chased and shot while running through their neighborhood on 23rd of February 2020. Indian Express reported that the jury deliberated for about 10 hours before convicting Greg McMichael, son Travis McMichael, and neighbor William Roddy Bryan. After the judgment was announced, Ben Crump, attorney for Arbery's father, spoke outside the courthouse, saying repeatedly that the spirit of Ahmed defeated the lynch mob. Jurors took note of the leaked videos and listened to the 911 call again that was made by one of the defendants about 30 seconds before the shooting. The 911 call said, and I quote, I am out here in Santilla Shores. There is a black male running down the street, unquote. The graphic video death was leaked online two months later. Later, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation took over the case and arrested the three accused. Each of them is charged with murder and other crimes. Accused Travis McMichael testified that he shot Arbery in self-defense. In a statement, President Joe Biden said that the Arbery killing was a devastating reminder of the amount of work that needs to be done in order to fight racial injustice. He said, and I quote, while the guilty verdicts reflect our justice system doing its job, that alone is not enough. Instead, we must recommit ourselves to building a future of unity and shared strength, 
where no one fears violence because of the color of their skin. Unquote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.